Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. As we roll along, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Again, we had Zach Lowe with me a little bit earlier here today as we get you set for the NBA trade deadline today. Kyle Lowry is the name in the middle of all of it. Could change the balance of power, particularly in the East, where the Brooklyn Nets feel like a prohibitive favorite. Maybe Kyle Lowry in Philly, back where it all began for him, would change that. Did I ever tell you the story of when I met Kyle Lowry's mom, by the way? So, Kyle Lowry, he's from Philadelphia. He played at Villanova, and he's obviously an NBA champion, and he's been a great player for a long time in Toronto. You know that. So my son used to play AAU basketball. I, I would go to games and we would travel a little. And one time I'm at a tournament and Stevie's team has got like an hour break or something. So I just sort of wander over to another court and I watch. And when you go to AAU tournaments, you know there are, there are total differences. There are some areas like the kids that I was watching play who are just kids who were there to play and have fun. And then you can tell the areas where big crowds are gathered around watching where they have kids who like might go to the NBA someday. So I would go over and watch those. It was always kind of fun. And anyway, I wind up plopping myself down on a court and I'm sitting next to this woman who obviously I don't know, but she obviously knows everything about this one team that is on the court. I can just tell she's, you know, yelling encouragement to each of the kids by name and all that kind of stuff. So I'm seated next to her. And uh, I just turned to her and I said, where is this team from? And she said, we're from Philadelphia. She said, we. So I said, oh. And she said, yes, it's my team. I run the team. I, I, I am the person in charge of the team. And I said, oh, how fascinating. And so I strike up a conversation with her. And it turns out she's Kyle Lowry's mother. And she runs an AAU team out of Philly now. Or at least she did. This is probably six, seven years ago. I'm not sure that she's still doing that. But I've always noted that, and I've always rooted for Kyle Lowry. And if you remember, Lowry, we were just talking about Harden and how desperately he needs a championship to validate his career. Remember what the book was on Lowry? The book on Lowry, all those years that Toronto couldn't get past LeBron, was all those years that Lowry couldn't buy a shot in the playoffs. And look how fast that changes. They get Kawhi. They make a run to a championship. He makes a bunch of big shots. All of a sudden, Kyle Lowry is like a money player. Like we, we think of him as the heart and soul all of a sudden. And so these perceptions can change. And that's why we just did, for those of you just joining me, we, we just did the green list of the players who most desperately need a championship to validate the greatness of their careers. James Harden is at the top of that list. He's number one on my list, and I, I would defend it to anyone. Because Charles Barkley on this show yesterday said... I know I'm going to probably get criticized for saying this. This guy might be the best basketball player in the world. And, and, and of course, there was enormous reaction to that yesterday. It was all over YouTube and everything else, and understandably so. If Charles Barkley is going to say that, it's going to get a lot of attention. And my immediate reaction in, in him saying it was I, just my mind started swirling to who else might be in that discussion. But as I had the rest of the day to follow the reaction, it seems to me... The most obvious response is that in that sport, more than any other, you can't be the best player without a championship. You just can't. It's too important a piece of the player's resume. So that, to me, is what it feels like right now. And that's the pressure that exists in Brooklyn. It's really not on KD. It's not on Kyrie. It's on Harden, because those two guys have proved they can win it. And they've proved they can be the reason their team won it. And I will include Kyrie in that. That was LeBron's team, yes, but Kyrie was a critical factor. They'd no way in hell they win that thing without him. And so Harden's going to need that. So we'll see how it goes. Blue 58, go! 
Meanwhile, I wanted to get back to this. It's something that I meant to do in this time yesterday, and then Barkley said what he said, and that just changed the dynamics of everything. But there were some quotes that, if true, could completely shake up the NFL draft and could mean Russell Wilson gets traded. It's that significant. And I'll play them for you again. They are Corey Davis, the newly acquired wide receiver of the New York Jets, who said this. You sign with the Jets believing Sam Darnold will be your starting quarterback in September. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. Correct. That's my understanding. Correct. He went on to say more than that, but I'm not going to take the time on the record to go through all that he said. He said that. And he went on talking glowingly about Sam Darnold. Now, we all know Corey Davis, the newly acquired wide receiver, is not in all of the meetings where they're planning out their future. But I did check around with a bunch of different people, including asking Bart Scott directly. And he said, yes, when you were a free agent, you ask that question. Who's my quarterback going to be? Corey Davis was a wide receiver with options. We had a conversation this morning on Get Up about how in Baltimore, their primary consideration when they want to sign receivers is how well do they block? I've been around enough receivers to know the minute they ask you that question, that receiver loses interest. That's why none of these guys want to sign there. So anyway, if you're Corey Davis, you want to know who the quarterback is going to be. They're not obligated to tell you the truth. It'll be a hell of a thing to say Sam Darnold's going to be your quarterback, and then you change course completely. Now, I'm not telling you that's what I believe is going to happen. I've told you I believe the Jets are going to draft Zach Wilson and move on from Sam Darnold. But let's just live in a world for a moment where the opposite happens. Let's live in a world where Corey Davis is right and Sam Darnold remains the quarterback of the Jets. That means the second pick in the draft is unquestionably going to be traded. I will be flabbergasted if the Jets keep Darnold and take either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase number two as great as those players look like they're going to be. The value of that spot is at quarterback. And when you're a team, the Jets are not winning the Super Bowl this coming year, no matter what happens. So you don't put the finishing touches on something that still requires a lot more work than that. If you're the Jets and you're staying with Darnold, you're trading out of two. So that means a lot of things. And one of them is, it means the thing that Seattle wants if they're going to trade Russell Wilson is available. Now, I don't think that they're going to trade Russell Wilson to the Jets, but that pick, that pick that could turn into your choice of Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, your Seattle, you can go in either direction you want. That is what could pry Russell Wilson out of Seattle. You restart your quarterback clock with a young dynamic quarterback that you believe in and you want to build around. Not Sam Darnold, who is, is a year or two away from getting the kind of big money that you're trying to get out from under in the first place. You started over again with one of these rookies. So if that happened, that to me is the ticket to Russell Wilson getting traded. Now, where is anybody's guess? Because I don't think it'll be the Jets. There are very few three-way trades in the NFL, but this could be that rare example where you get one. So if you're the Bears, I think that's your best hope. When the Bears released a picture of Andy Dalton on Twitter last night and the world lost its collective mind, and for completely understandable reasons, people going crazy that the Bears did that. I'll explain to you in a few minutes why I had the opposite reaction. But having said that, I believe that the Bears, not just their fans, but the front office and everybody else involved, literally everyone whose last name is not Dalton, would like to see Russell Wilson wind up the quarterback of the Bears. The number two pick in the draft is the way that happens. That's the best chance for that to happen if you are the Bears or any team looking to get Russell Wilson. 
So that, to me, is the scenario to keep the closest eye on. If Corey Davis is right, and the Jets really are going to go with Sam Darnold at quarterback, that, to me, is the ticket to Russell Wilson, a future first ballot Hall of Famer, getting traded in the next five weeks. All right, I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and much more at Progressive.com. I'll explain why I had the completely opposite reaction to that tweet as we continue. But up next, it's your turn. Every single day, we take phone calls on this show. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Today's question is, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? I'd like to hear what is on your mind as a sports fan today. You can get past Bubba. You can get on the air. And we'll take your questions next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply all right greeny with you we are presented by progressive insurance our guest on the goodyear hotline i'm, I'm following Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter feed, as I would imagine, pretty much everybody else is doing the exact same thing. And we got some wheeling and dealing. The Bulls are making moves. The Bulls, I will read you this tweet. Uh, the Bulls have landed Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Amino from Orlando for Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr. and two first round picks. Woj writes, huge addition for Chicago, who remains in pursuit of Lonzo Ball. The Magic are moving toward a rebuild now with Aaron Gordon deal on deck. I saw Gordon was talking the other day about wanting to get out of there because he's just tired of the losing. So the wheeling and dealing has begun. We will see if Lonzo Ball gets traded. We asked uh, this morning, um, we, we already had Zach Lowe on. He suggested Chicago would be the likeliest destination if that gets done. And then all eyes uh, remain also on Toronto, which is actually right now in Tampa, to see if Kyle Lowry winds up get traded to Philadelphia. So keep all your geography straight, and we'll keep you posted as any further wheeling and dealing gets done. In the meantime, time for your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I want to hear what's on your mind. That's the name of today's game. 
And let's see, Bubba, who's first up with us today? First up is Andrew in New York. All right, Andrew, what's on your mind? Hey, Green, how we doing? Good. I love the show. Gets me through my work week. Uh, what I was thinking is, uh, I love how the uh, Magic just absolutely, or the, sorry, the Bulls just absolutely robbed the Magic for Vuce. I don't think they traded nearly enough. And uh, with that being said, I hope, uh, I wonder if the Bulls traded too much, or both of the first for Vuce. And now are out of maybe not have enough for Lonzo, and my Knicks can get Lonzo. Uh, interested to see what the Bulls do now. Me too. So I was driving home yesterday, and I heard Alan Hahn, who comes on after me with Bart Scott, talking about that exactly. He asked Adrian Wojnarowski uh, about the possibility of the Knicks acquiring Lonzo Ball, or just about where Lonzo Ball may go. And and Woj named like four places and did not include the Knicks in it. I do not get the sense that's on the list of options. I know that the fans want it. I do not get a sense that's on the list of options. And then I asked Zach, if you were with me about an hour ago, I asked Zach that question, and he said Chicago is the likeliest destination. So it is the Bulls. Are they Bulls? Are they 10 right now in the East? I haven't looked this morning. They're 10. So they're making a run for it. They're making a run to try and get in the playoffs and see what they can do this year. Good for them. It's been forever. I feel good for their fans if they wound up making a run to a playoff uh, birth this year and as far as the Knicks maybe a little patience this year already feels like a, a great step forward they've got the right coach they've got one star player right now pick and choose who your second one is going to be and see what happens so I think I think it, it yes I, I, do I think Lonzo Ball would look good in a Nick uniform yes but do Lonzo Ball and Julius Randle equal a deep playoff run as your two best no so the Knicks have more work to do than that see what winds up happening today greeny with you bubba who's next brady is up next brady what would you like to know hey greeny i got two questions for you yeah uh, the first i want to get your opinion on the uh, the panthers draft pick yeah because i don't think it's worth trading up to get trey lance or justin fields okay at that point i'd rather just see him hang back get a lineman or a cornerback well who's the quarterback oh let me stop you i'll let you ask your second question but brady does that mean teddy bridgewater stays your quarterback I mean, maybe for one more year, see how he does, especially with a healthy CMC for the whole year. Okay, I'm with you. Look, I've been a Teddy Bridgewater fan forever. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, to use the colloquial expression, I'm not mad at that. I could live with that. I don't think it's what's going to happen, but I understand your thinking. What was the second question? Uh, the second was uh, I wanted to see who you were taking in the uh, match play bracket this week in the PGA. You know what? I haven't sat and looked at it. The only thing I saw from yesterday, I'm so busy with this draft stuff, so I love to watch the golf, and I will at some point this week. I'll sit down and watch it. But the only thing I really saw yesterday was Rory hitting the ball into a swimming pool, and I know that he lost to Poulter. But yesterday I had two things going. I had uh, Early in the day I had this Zoom with the entire crew from the NFL draft, which we are hosting this year. So I had Booger and Lewis and Mel, and we were all together with a bunch of the people working on the draft for a Zoom that took up most of my day. And then I watched the Northwestern women on ESPN2, unfortunately, lose to Louisville. They had a great year, but they, they got knocked out of the tournament in the second round. So I didn't see any of the golf, is, the, is, the, is, is my answer. So I'll be honest with you. I don't have a real sense of what it looks like right now. I will watch today if I get a chance, and I'll give you an update tomorrow. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Spencer. Spencer, what's on your mind? Hey, Greeny, I started listening to you when I was 12. I'm 27 now. I've grown <laughs> up with you, and it's just it's amazing. I right, let's have a I'm talk. To you. Spencer, I'm going anyway. to let you ask whatever you want in a second. But let's just – I had this conversation with somebody in the studio the other day. 
It yeah. is both an, the, it is both my favorite and my least favorite thing that people say to me is what you just said to me. I want you to know how, from my deepest place in my heart how much I appreciate it. When I have adults, you say you're 27 years old? When I have adults yes, walk up to me in the street or restaurants or airports or whatever it is and say, you know, my dad and I, when he was driving me to school when I was a little kid, we would listen to you and Mike. I mean, it, it makes me feel so good. So I want you to know it makes me feel good. But it also makes me feel very old. You should know it makes me feel very old that you are now. What do you do for a living? What, 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 tell me, just give me 30 seconds on your life, Spencer. What are you doing now at age 27? Um, well, now you're going to make me sad because I am a college dropout. And oh, no, no, I what? work at a somewhat meaningless job. Anyway, all that aside, I just re-enrolled, and I'm trying to get some positive vibes going and get the momentum going. Okay. But your show has really gotten me through a lot of times where... I was not very happy with what I'm doing in life. So I hope that makes you feel even better. Well, it does. I'm very glad to hear that. And I will tell you. Let's just put all the cards on the table. I assume (laughs) Bubba was your favorite member of Mike and Mike, though, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bubba's awesome, too. I love love the songs you play in between, um, you know, commercial breaks. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, Spencer, I'm I like sorry. The- I sidetracked you. I-, I want you to know, really, from the bottom of my heart, not just you, but everyone who says that to me. It means everything in the world to me, and I really do appreciate it, and I wish you nothing but happiness and success. Now, ask me whatever your other question was. All right. So I noticed an omission from your green list. Russell Westbrook, he was an MVP. He averaged a triple-double for a season, but despite all of that, the narrative around him has shifted to you cannot win a championship with him as a primary ball handler. And I think he would get a lot of validation as far as what his career has meant. If somehow he was able to get a ring being a major piece on a championship. Thanks. That Rainey, you're is the best. An excellent call. And I'm staring right now at Nuno hashtag Nuno. And I put together this list this morning. Here's the question. Nuno is he right? Did we forget Westbrook? Should he be on there ahead of Paul George? I think he's right. I think Spencer has just, I always say I am the world's foremost authority on all matters. But the truth is I lean on Nuno for these lists a lot. <laughs> and Nuno, I'm blaming you. See, I'm doing, everyone, this is a lesson. When you're the person in charge, when the name of the show is hashtag Greeny, and something goes wrong, blame someone else. I'm blaming Nuno. He's right. Spencer, you were 100% right. Russell Westbrook should have been five on that list instead of Paul George. That is an excellent call. All right, we'll go to break on that thought. Excellent calls today. I appreciate it. Coming up next, I will explain to you why I had the exact opposite reaction to everybody else about the sports thing that broke Twitter last night. You'll hear that next. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. How'd it come? FX's Shogun. 
now streaming on Hulu. I'm Greeny with you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So Bubba playing a little Taylor Swift for us here today. But Bubba, you know what you could have done? You could have played some Hannah Montana. Have you seen all the Hannah Montana attention that has been on social media? Yesterday was the 15th anniversary of the day that show debuted on Disney Channel. And I can tell you that my kids grew up with that show. And as a consequence, I watched, I believe, I think it is safe to say I watched every episode of Hannah Montana. So uh, you could have played a little Miley Cyrus or Hannah Montana today. It would have been appropriate and timely. Could have, didn't. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Okay, well said. Uh, Jeff Darlington will join me here in a second. And I want to get his take on this, not on Hannah Montana. Uh, But I will get his take on the Andy Dalton thing. So, So in case you didn't see it, the Bears social media puts a picture of Andy Dalton in a Bears uniform on, on Twitter last night and just posts QB1. And the world predictably loses its mind. Right? Everyone is just piling on, making fun. Yeah, you wanted Russell Wilson. Oh, you've never had a quarterback. Oh, you stink. Oh, he's terrible. Whatever else it is people were saying. And I get it. But honestly, I kind of like it. Because at least right now, You know who has to believe Andy Dalton is going to play great for the Bears? Andy Dalton and the Bears. They're not assured of anything else happening. Because if they were, it would already have happened. Russell Wilson would already be looking at, you know, high-rise apartments on Michigan Avenue right now. So it doesn't matter what I think, what you think, what anybody else thinks. I think they screwed themselves completely so unimaginably that they, they deserve this. They screwed everything that they've done up so badly in the recent past with their quarterbacks, first taking Trubisky, then just giving up on him prematurely as they did. So I think they deserve what's happening to them here. But they have to think they can win. And I'll just remind you, they weren't 4-12 and last year. I mean, the Bears are picking 20th in the draft for a reason. If they get average quarterback play, they are probably a playoff team or at least have a chance to be. So I get it from the fans and I get it from Twitter, but I also sort of like that they did it. That's what I think. I know it's the opposite of what everyone else thinks. Let me bring my buddy Jeff Darlington in on that conversation. Outstanding NFL insider for us. He's with me on the Goodyear hotline. What do you think of this thing, Darlington? You saw the reaction to it last night. What do you make of the whole thing? The, the second that I saw that tweet, uh, QB1 with a, a picture of Andy Dalton uh, as the Bears quarterback, I literally thought of you. Like, I, I don't know why. I just thought, wow, that's a good A block for Greeny today on uh, Get Up. It just, I mean, that was just, that was a layup for you. And I think, I think what we all have to remember here with the Bears, in their defense, they weren't the ones chasing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the one who was originally chasing them. He's the one who started the whole thing by putting Chicago out uh, through his agent on the record with Adam Schefter. So, and the Bears did make a run at him. They did. I'm so, like, I, I refuse to believe anything other than that. And honestly, I'm still not convinced that Pete Carroll just walked away like, you know what, on second thought, Russ is my guy. We're all good here. Like, I, I'm not saying Russell Wilson winds up with the Bears. I am saying that the Russell Wilson situation on its own does not feel conclusive to me that being said if we're just looking at the bears angle they're doing what they have to do like 
Russ didn't wind up there, not by Chicago's fault. They off, they went in. They offered a lot. They tried to get the guy. You know, I, I just I have a tough time. I get the jokes about Andy Dalton. That's what happens to any quarterback who succumbs to mediocrity, uh, if we want to call it mediocrity, for several years, whether it's his fault or anybody else's. I understand that. Right. But I just, I, I, I just think, to your point, I think that this is not such a bad situation for Chicago. Right. I'm with that. But that, that said, someone, help me with this. And when I say someone, I mean specifically you in this case, Jeff. What exactly is going on with Russell? The, the, the passive aggressiveness between yeah. the two sides in this is, well, I mean, from a distance, it's fascinating and it's very important. It, it will be extremely consequential how it turns out. The draft starts five weeks from tonight. What is your best read from the people you talk to on what is going on there and the possibility that he still winds up getting traded somewhere before the draft? It, it doesn't feel passive-aggressive to me. Like, I understand that's the inclination because it's all these weird, you know, cryptic reports and stuff. But, I mean, look, Russell Wilson said, I, I, you know, I don't want to be traded, but if I was traded, like, try going up to your wife and saying that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, try, try that move on your wife. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get a divorce, but if I do get a divorce, here's the four names uh, that I'll probably end up with if I leave you that I'm willing to date. Like, it does, like this is not passive-aggressive. And... Do we do we get any sense? Like, have we seen the Kumbaya come out of Seattle yet? I, I personally have not. I, I have not heard whether privately in my conversations or publicly felt any sense of conclusiveness that both sides are suddenly happy and they're ready to roll this thing forward in 2021. I'm not saying that. I mean, when you look at the teams that Russ named, those teams are all trying to proceed forward because they don't feel like it's happening. But. Look, man, if this thing just if it if it deteriorates any more than it has to this point, to me, I think that I I just think the price comes down. I think that um, I think that the the uh, divorce, whether this off season or next, becomes imminent. I'm with that, Greeny and Jeff Darlington. So let, let's let's then consider if you're Seattle, what you want back. Everyone I ask this question to says what they want back is a young quarterback they can start over with with on a rookie salary cap and try and win yeah. that way. So that brings into play the teams at the top of the draft because all the, the these, these young quarterbacks are all going at the top of the draft. So the Jets at two who have options, the Dolphins at three who have options, and a few others. Do you think that comes into play somewhere over the next month in the Russell Wilson conversation? Well, the ammunition exists, right? Like, that's the thing. Uh, John Schneider, in my opinion, um, and I think widely recognized around the NFL, my opinion doesn't matter as much as the people I talk to, uh, is, is considered one of the top five, I would say, general managers in the NFL. So, like, he's really, I think he's capable of getting creative enough um, if it's a team that Russ will go to and they can figure out the ammunition. Uh, like, if we talk about, like, a potential three-team tra- three trade, something where even if it's not, you know, Russ doesn't want to go to Miami, say, but, but Miami's willing to give up the third pick uh, to somebody to, to, to load up, you know, in future years. Like, I just think as we get closer to the draft, I am, I am buckling up. I think that this is going to be a fascinating week before the draft in terms of the potential movement of some of these teams. Me too, 100%. I think that's exactly right, and Wilson is the biggest name in all of it, Greeny and Jeff Darlington. Um, going back to the second pick in the draft, that's really where it all begins because we, we can just write Trevor Lawrence's name on the card now in Jacksonville right. at number one. The Jets have an interesting decision to make there. They're, they're, they're acting like they haven't made it yet. I don't know what's true and what's not. What do you think they're going to do? 
I wish I could tell you, Greeny, and I know you want to know. <laughs> yes, yes, I, just, I, do. I don't know. I, I'm so I, I am not, I'm not convinced that I, I know or understand Joe Douglas yet as a general manager. I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know there's opinions about everything that exists out there. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of people for and against Sam Darnold. I just, I'm, I'm just curious to see what Joe Douglas does. I'm not necessarily sold that they are convinced that Sam Darnold is the future. That being said, I think that they have to evaluate those guys that are there at number two and say, are they better than Sam Darnold is right now? And if they can say yes, then you draft him. I mean, I guess it's as simple as that. That's right. There are a few other, yeah, and because and they're cheaper no matter what happens, or at least more salary cap uh, organized or whatever the word right. I'm looking at. You know, they fit true. into yep. their drawer um, of the salary cap for the next several years. So, yes, if in fact, that breaks a tie. Darnold has to be better than the other options, maybe even markedly better than the other options, I think, for the point. Jets to go that way. That's a good way. point, especially, especially when you start considering the rookie wage scale and all those kinds of factors. So, so yeah, that, that's a good point. Maybe markedly better is better than saying just simply better. L- let me ask you a about a couple other quarterback thing. situations. The Patriots just sure. spent a trillion dollars on players. Do they have their quarterback on their team right now? Fascinated by that one. I don't think so. I mean, did we see the quarterback on the team last season? And what has changed going into this season? I mean, to me, um, you can spend money on those guys. Uh, Tom Curran up in, up in Boston, one of the respected writers up there, had a really good observation about the fact that Belichick has drafted pretty poorly in the past several years to the point where he doesn't really have his own players to even pay. So, like, of course he has to go pay other guys. Um, he's, of course he's got to bring another other outside talent. But that does not remedy what's happening at quarterback. And to me, the real interesting part there is, it was the narrative for years was that players would take less to stay in new England. Like if you want the premier payday, you had to leave. So is, does that still exist? Is Belichick bringing guys in on the cheap? It didn't feel like that in free agency. And if that's the case, he's going to have to get better play from his quarterback. Uh, you could argue that he was even getting in Brady's last year. So I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not convinced that the Patriots have done enough this off season to move closer to the Bills in terms of the top of the AFC East. That's right. And again, right now, Cam Newton, who is getting his contract, basically guarantees him backup money. Um, They are not in any way beholden to that. The the other one is Philly. All the talk out of there suggests that they are going to go forward with Jalen Hurts and they bring in Joe Flacco, who at this point figures to be a backup. Is that it? Are they done with the quarterback situation there? Feels like it. I mean, I'm a, I don't know how much more ammunition, you know, they could they could muster to really make any more of a move than that. Um, to me, it feels like you're, you're going to see what you have in Jalen. Um, that I don't I don't look. I don't think Joe Flacco is. I mean, what, what's the word we always joke about with an elite? Like I don't think he's he's near that level anymore. So um, I think that is a natural backup fit. Anybody who's viewing that as otherwise is has uh, has has forgotten the past five six years. So. To me, that says, yeah, we're going with Jalen Hurts, and Joe Flacco's our backup. See how that winds up playing out. Darlington, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for a few minutes, my man. I will see you soon. Love you, brother. Thank you, man. All right, take care. As Jeff Darlington with me on the Goodyear Hotline. Excellent insider who's always got great perspective. He became one of my he became my favorite person ever when he broke the Brady deal on my show on TV on Get Up. Uh, I guess that is like a, a year and a week ago now. Um, and it's just gotten better and better. I mean, Brady goes down to Tampa, and look what they've become. I actually wrote up a little note on that. Let me let me let me find that for you here. Look what they've become in Tampa by bringing everybody back. They put the whole gang back together. 
They're going to have right now 21 of 22 starters back. A little trivia. Do you know who's the only one they don't have? You know what, Bubba? The only, the only player who started on offense or defense in the Super Bowl who is not currently under contract in Tampa, do you know who it is? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. It's Leonard Fournette. Ah, uh, Len. It's Leonard Fournette. So they're coming back together. And this is dangerous for the rest of the league. Brady takes less money. Everybody loves him. Ring chasers are want to go down there. Plus weather. Plus fun-loving Bruce versus brow-beating Bill. Who wouldn't want to play for them? I mean, injury is the X factor you can never account for. But if they stay relatively healthy, they are by far the best team in football. And by far. There's every reason at this point to think they will be not just better, but maybe even much better than they were a year ago. Because they'll actually have an offseason where they don't have to all wear name tags and figure out who each other are. Look at any other team in the league. If any other team in the sport during this offseason had signed Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, and Dominican Sue, the offensive line, a couple offensive linemen, there's, I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting, Gronk, we'd be saying, oh my goodness, they have the best offseason of anybody. Better than what New England did. They just happen to be their own players. They just brought back all those guys. If they just had, if any other team had that offseason, you'd say they won the offseason by a mile. So they won the Super Bowl and they won the offseason. They're four to one to win the NFC next year. The Packers are five to one. The Rams are six to one. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think the Bucs are going to win, but you want to make a few bucks? You want to throw something on a long shot? Just kind of fun to throw some money on a long shot? The Washington football team is 28 to 1. 28 to 1. In a, in, a, in a conference where the Bucks are 4 to 1, the Rams are 6 to 1, the Packers are 5 to 1. 28 to 1? Really? They're outstanding in some ways. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on Washington. They're sleeping on the weapons. They're, they're not paying enough attention to the defense. I can't believe you're sleeping on the defense because it's elite. And you're sleeping on Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm telling you. He's better than anyone is giving him credit for being. He has been the last few years. So I'm a big believer in what they're doing in Washington, and we shall see. Uh, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I, w- I want to get the list in one more time, and, and I want to make a quick comment here about Dick Stockton. So let me do that first. I did not see it. I would have commented on it earlier. But you know that all I've ever wanted to be in my life is a sports announcer. And I have done legendary voices here over the couple, last couple of weeks. We've had a lot of people that I have been admiring in, in this business uh, during my career and even in some cases before my career. And that would certainly apply to Dick Stockton. I just saw the legendary Dick Stockton is retiring after 55 years in broadcasting. He's 78. He wants to take some time and play some golf. And I say, God bless him for it. That's a guy who, you know what he called? He called Carlton Fisk's famous home run. Carlton Fisk in the 75 World Series, when he's waving it fair, he's waving it fair. You've all seen it 8 million times. He's waving that home run fair. Dick Stockton called that. Think how many big big games, big moments, big everything that guy has called. He's seen it all, been there. What a voice. What a pro. Everybody loves him. I don't, I don't barely know him. I've interviewed him. I mean, I've had him on the old show, I think, a couple of times. I can't say I know him. But he's been a great announcer for a really long time. So congratulations on your retirement, 55 years to the legendary voice of so many sports through my lifetime at NBA, NFL, college basketball, and a whole lot more. 
the great Dick Stockton. All right, greeting with you. Let's do the list again. The list is what determines who matters in this business. And I'm going to change up five. I talked over it again. I'm going to change up five in honor of Spencer, who called earlier today and pointed out we left someone off the list. It was inspired by Charles Barkley coming on this show yesterday and saying about James Harden. I know I'm going to probably get criticized for saying this. This guy might be the best basketball player in the world. So I thought to myself, well, can he be that boy? Does he need a title to validate that? So today's green list is the top five players in the NBA who need a title to validate their greatness. And at five, number five, again, in credit to the caller who called, we had put Paul George there, but we were wrong. And he was right. Russell Westbrook is five. Russell Westbrook's entire legacy would be completely different. It would look entirely different if he were to win a championship. He's become the guy you can't win with. If he somehow became a guy you did win with, it would completely change the way we view Russell Westbrook in the moment and historically. Number four. Where is Damian Lillard? Lillard especially, if he, you know, he is hard, fast on staying in Portland. If he wins a championship in Portland, he becomes an immortal. He's that good. Damian Lillard is that good. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer if he never wins a championship. He's an immortal if he does. Damian Lillard has everything in the world at stake in winning a title because of what it, in that sport more than any other. NBA stars and quarterbacks, we judge them on championships. He gets a chance to absolutely vault up into a different category of all-time great with a title. Number three. I wanted to put Lillard higher, but I can't put him ahead of any of the top three. Three is Giannis. Two-time MVP, two-time All-NBA First Team, Defensive Player of the Year. Two years ago, he looked like he was making an unstoppable run to a championship, and then it stopped. He's up 2-0 in the East Final against Toronto, and then from that point forward, everything has gone sideways. And now he's gone from being that to the guy who we are picking apart all his flaws. I mean, he's an all-time great. He's a great player. He's unbelievable talent. Nothing, any, no one in their right minds is taking that away from him. But he has become the guy that we kind of like to pick apart as opposed to the guy that we validate. A championship, particularly in Milwaukee, would change everything for Giannis. He has an enormous amount at stake. Number two. But not as much as Chris Paul, if only because Giannis has a lot more time left to do it. Chris Paul, four-time All-NBA first team, seven-time All-Defense, six-time led the league in steals, four-time led the league in assists. But you know about the playoff failures. Made the West Final once his whole career. Had the Warriors on the ropes. Got hurt. And that was it. It was all she wrote. Chris Paul needs a title to elevate his place to being on the short list of the greatest point guards that ever lived. That's what he is with a championship. With a championship, Chris Paul is on the short, the shortest of lists of the greatest point guards to ever play. Number one. But one is Harden. I agree with Charles because the narrative on James Harden is he's got to show it to us in the playoffs. Because what we know about James Harden is not struggling in the postseason. It's failure. It's out not failure. I think that's a, that is not an unfair term to attach to his history of postseason performance. His teams have not won, and his lack of play has been the reason. So I think it is reasonable to say James Harden has more to prove in the playoffs than any player of his stature currently playing in the NBA today, and thus he is number one on today's green list of the player with the most who most needs a win to validate his greatness. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Time for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. 
With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Again, it's trade deadline day in the NBA. All eyes on Kyle Lowry. Eyes on Lonzo Ball. They're trying to get him in Chicago. Chicago's already been aggressive today, making the big move for the kid averaging 24-10. and 10, Vucevic coming up from Orlando. Bulls making a playoff run this year. Let's see who winds up getting any trades done today. Obviously, ESPN will cover it throughout the rest of the day, and we will be back and better than ever talking about it again tomorrow on Get Up and then back here. See you then on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.